The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. I usually have this like long intro about what a dick Hollywood is, and I am just not in the mood for it. I am so pissed off right now. No, I am really pissed off right now. What's got y'all pissed off? Fat acceptance. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even want to jump into it that fast, but I got, I'll agree with you. It's been growing so rapidly. And it used to be body positivity, and now it's fat acceptance. And now, if you don't watch porn or fat women, you are. What do they call it? Fat elitist? I'm sorry. You're fat phobic. Fat phobic. Thank you. So, well, you, you've you always been behind, hey, you know, if that's the body you want, then have it. Listen, I'm, I'm never going to say people can't be happy with how they look. I encourage you to be happy with how you look. If you happen to be overweight and you're happy, by all means, you're happy. I just don't think we should be encouraging people to live a lifestyle that could be dramatically unhealthy, especially when some people may have mental illness, they may have thyroid issues, they may have this, that, or the other that prevents them from losing weight at a regular rate or keeps them at a weight that could be considered unhealthy, medically speaking. Look, I'm going to say it this way. I went through uh, when when my uh, son was killed by a drunk driver, I pretty much ate my feelings and I have thyroid issues and I have this and that. And I hear people talk about um, obesity Mm. and say, you know, some people are just that way. Right. It's not fucking true. The reality is it's just not true. When I modeled, I was hardcore bulimic, like hardcore, not screwing around. I was bulimic. I weighed 97 pounds at one point. And that is just as unhealthy as weighing 300 pounds. Absolutely. I don't care which side of the eating disorder you're on, whether you're eating yourself to death or starving yourself to death, it's the same damn thing. So then I hear these chicks, right? And they're like, well, you can be healthy at any size. No, the fuck you can't. Well, you can't tell someone's health by looking at them. Yes. Yes, you can. That is a reason like when you do CPR, they tell you, look at the person, try and judge, see if they're blue. I can tell you if you are 350 pounds, you aren't healthy. All of the leaders in the fat acceptance movement in the last 15 years, the the really big leaders in that movement died. There's a whole movement now with these girls saying, if I die and it's obesity related, burn my body, don't tell anyone. Wait, that's going on in the fat acceptance thing? Yep. So they're now telling people that if they die from what they... From obesity, like if they get cleared medically, like no, no, autopsy comes back, right? And they're like, all right, this person died from being obese. They want us to burn the body. I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to tell you, I'm liberal as hell. I'm I'm like left of Lenin. And I believe in equality and all of that gay shit to quote South Park. But come on, you cannot turn around and watch an entire generation of children. 70% of the country is fucking overweight. So it's not even that fat people are marginalized. They're now the majority and people are dying. Look at the healthcare costs. And then you see little kids that can be rolled down the street. Like my kid, uh, Kimberly. And I'm going to tell you this after my, so my, my son, I'd had him since he was 12, was killed by a drunk driver. Uh, the only reason I didn't jump into traffic was because I had my daughter and that wouldn't be good for her. But she is very healthy. She spent her formative years with me. And um, I've, I've had her since she was five. I used to take, I used to go for a run with her on my back. She's into martial arts. She's healthy. She's, she's uh, well adjusted. I mean, she was pretty fucked up after her brother died. But beyond that, um, she's, she's a relatively well adjusted kid. And it's still that moment that I'm like, you know what? If I ate like shit, she'd eat like shit. Yeah. These parents are killing their kids. And they're like, no, 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 it's cool. And 
you know, it's funny is I see it not just in those who completely, you know, say fat acceptance and obesity is perfectly fine and healthy and obesity doesn't even exist. We don't use that word. We don't use the word fat. Even if it's not those individuals, it's people who simply don't want to acknowledge their responsibility when it comes to their weight. I was watching this thing on a mother whose daughter weighed, oh God, well over 150 pounds at the, not 150, but she was uh, drastically overweight for the age of four. And she's sitting there talking to the camera, blaming thyroid problems, but okay. she's feeding the Hang kid on. chunks of chicken and I, potato and all this other crap. I have thyroid problems and I had the same thyroid problems before I got chunky. I had them when I was thin. I had them when I was chunky. Here's they the can thing. cause a few pounds. Here's the thing. They it's the big claim is an underactive thyroid. What What's yours? Underactive. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. There's ways um, to treat and handle so your conditions. Thyroid cancer runs in my family. My cousin had her thyroid removed. I'm on medication, something called Armour Thyroid that I take every day. Um, and I just, I take my pill and my thyroid's fine. And and that's just it. Plus, a thyroid issue is relatively simple to diagnose, isn't it? Yeah, they they give you a blood test. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much the bottom line mm -hmm. right there. So it's one thing to throw out these other issues to the wind and say, oh, it could be this, it could be that. It could be anything but me as the parent who's responsible for my child. She's obese, but that's not my fault. It's these other things. I've heard people as far as saying the food yeah. has nothing to do with why they're yeah. overweight. Let's, let's put it this way. Do you know why I put on weight? Because I was fucking sad. Mm -hmm. And that I was fucking depressed. I was miserable. I didn't move. And I went through a period where I was sick. I was in the hospital for months. My son had died. I'd been through miscarriages. I'd been through all of this shit in a really short period of time. So I saw a therapist. But th th there we go. And as I discussed earlier, it could be something mental with the people. Not to say they're insane, but part of their mentality. No, Maybe they have an issue. Mental. It's addiction. And I am telling you this from being on the eating disorder end. I've been on two ends of this eating disorder. Oh, I'm so frustrated. It's the kids that are going to suffer and people, they don't get it. Like there's, there's this thing. They say everyone thinks they are more attractive than they are. So however attractive you think you are out there in mm. radio land, you are two points less attractive than you think you are. Wow. That's a big compliment when someone calls you a 10 then, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> No, I, and again, I'm going to go back to, I don't blame people for how they want to no, look. No, no, if they're happy with you, if you are happy with how you look and you, but you understand that the consequences of that look, of that, the look, uh, that's fine. I, I'm calling bullshit here. Hear me out. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use my, bad language, we give money to Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. It's not just you you're affecting. You are putting pressure on the medical system. You expect to be given an MRI if you need one, right? But if you're too fucking fat for the MRI machine, are you going to buy a new one? Ooh, All the goddamn wheelchairs at the hospitals are now plus-size wheelchairs. I fell out of one when we were at the hospital. And I'm I'm fat, and I fell out of a wheelchair because it was for fatter people than me. It's for fatter people. Like, it's insane. Yeah, well, okay. I'm not going to disagree with you there. And we are moving towards a society that really does cater... Cater towards a heavier set individual. I agree with that. That's exactly what's happening. I, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said then. If you understand the consequences of your weight and understand if you need an MRI, you're going to get passed up, then feel, feel free to be that weight. But we are creating a tiered society. People that are attractive make more money. Yes, People, so that's true. And, they do. And There's a pay difference between a overweight and weight range does make you more attractive. There was a show on the cart. This girl's like, I can't believe it. You know, I keep getting like fours and fives. I thought I was like a seven. No, dude, you're fat. You don't dress for your body and you hunch your shoulders. No, you are not a seven. You're a three. I think when it comes to looks, purely for looks, cut out all the medical stuff, cut out all the health issues, just looks alone. That's left to a very specific type of person. Uh-uh. No. Absolutely. There's people who want Tess Holiday. There's people who want Tess Holiday to gain 400 Tess, pounds. Tess Holiday. Yeah. Okay. Kink taken to that degree where it can kill someone is mental illness and the people need help. Hey, I said excluding I know you that. Can't, I know you can't kink shame people. That's like the whole thing now. Like you want to pretend you're a puppy, pretend you're a puppy. Just don't do it at a public fucking park. You want to, you want to play with your kink. That's fine. You want to be a big ass fat chick. That's fine. Can you afford your health care? The reality here is if you want 
to live like that. You cannot put pressure on society. And we are moving to a two-tiered system. Once upon a time, it used to be who, what family you were born into and how much money you had. It still is to a degree. But the more attractive you are, the more upwardly mobile you can be in society. Yes. We are going to create a two-tiered society. Fat-ass people who make less money, live half the time, and get less out of life, and people that look like you, Snuggy Bear. You know, it's funny. People that have muscle and go on television and people want to be around them and have their children. I could see it like this. You know, one day the world's going to flip, though, because all the fat people are going to have to go do blue collar collar jobs. They're going to get fit and healthy from all the work they're doing. Then we at the very top are going to start eating a lot of food, get unhealthy because, hey, we don't have to do anything. And then we'll just keep flip flopping. It doesn't work that way. So (laughs) essentially, even if you look at like I'm on Ozantic right now. Okay. Um, which is Wagobi. It's it's this shot. It's this weight loss shot. Okay. It's not working very well, by the way. It oh. has not worked for me at all. That is unfortunate. It's working for Alexis. It hasn't worked for me at all. I'm sorry your shot's not working. I'm really annoyed. But I think people need to look at what, what do you want out of life? Do you want to be famous? Well, then you need to be exceptional. How about just do you want to be happy and not in pain? I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Do you want to be famous? Then you need to be exceptional. Now, once upon a time, Hollywood said you could be exceptionally big or exceptionally mm-hmm. small, but there is no place for average. You could be Mama June or you can be, you know, uh, Bella Hadid. Okay. But there is nothing in between. Right. And the only exception are people uh, who are exceptionally talented. Okay. So you have Megan Trainer and girls that are of a more she's she's heavy. She's heavy, but she's not hugely obese. Right. But then actually she may be. It could just be our perception is warped because we're used to looking at my six hundred pound life. That's a good point. We you do kind of get desensitized to these things the more you look at it. So if we keep seeing this outrageously sized people, mm-hmm. we look back at people like Megan Trainer and think, oh yeah. She's fine. Yeah. But I, I like Megan Trainer. But the point is. There are very, very few Megan Trainers. Mm-hmm. A lot of Bella Hadids, a lot of Mama Junes. I think Adele was the Megan Trainer before Megan Trainer was on the scene. Yeah, you know, she was pretty heavy. She was well into the obese category. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll show you some pictures. She's, by the way, congratulations to Adele. Yeah, Adele well, looks fantastic now. And, well, more just on being healthy. It was the same with Rebel Wilson. I was so proud of her. She wanted to have a child. She took care of her health. I'm proud of her. Right. But anything that stops you from reproducing, meaning you are so fat, it is hard to conceive children, or you're so skinny, you don't have a period. I was in that realm for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. I wonder what they would say when when you have an obese person who wants to have a child. They say lose weight. And they're being told, is is it still medically possible for them to have something? I'd imagine so, right? No. No? Well, that's my point. What are they going to say when, oh, I can't medically have a child? How are we going to blame then? They blame the doctors for not understanding. The doctors, all right. The doctors don't have to say. You'd think so. Let's put it out. Actually, let's make let's put that phrase on a T-shirt. It's a, for fat acceptance. Your doctor doesn't have a say. Right? We could sell that. No, it's bullshit. Of course it is. <laughs> Again, I am for equality and all of that gay shit, but this is a bridge too far. Just to quote South Park, I do love South Park. It is a bridge too far. We should we should pitch them a fat acceptance episode. They have that. Oh, they do? Yeah, lots of them. Oh, good. And they had it in the 90s. Like, it was at South Park Place. If there, if it could be done, if it was something to put, to pick on, South Park already did. That's a fair point. I'm, I'm proud of South Park. But so there. So if you're in the fat acceptance movement and you think it means that you are beautiful the way you are, sure. If you think it means it's you're healthy, fuck you. You aren't. You are going to die. On a completely unrelated note, we have Ellie Rinko on today. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be on with our very special guest. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiorda. And eat a fucking carrot. <laughs> we'll be back. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. 
Racers and rental cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda. Hi. That Really, that's that's your intro? That's my intro. Yes, it is. I mean, you're the baddest bear in the cage. You don't have to have an intro. Your your existence is your intro. But welcome to our special guest, Ellie Ringo. G'day, Ellie. Welcome to the show. That was the worst intro. That was the worst intro. That was pretty bad, Bear. (laughs) So we were talking about fat acceptance before the break. I'm not going to throw that hot potato at you, but I am going to ask you, um, you, you're a gorgeous woman. Do you work hard for your physique? I always have. And I don't mind talking about that kind of a subject. I, that doesn't bother me. And uh, if people want to, you know, throw shade or whatever about my feelings, they totally can. But I work my butt off. Um, I was, as a young adult, I was body shamed by my first ex and he would tell me no matter how thin I was, no matter how much I worked out, I would be eating something in the kitchen and he'd say, "Mm, you know, you probably shouldn't eat that because you're going to have to work out harder. What? Oh yeah. And I used to think that that was it. And I weighed maybe 110 pounds and it was, and I'm five nine, so I'm I got some height on me, and so he would constantly tell me that I was getting bigger, that I needed to work out, and I would just cry, I would bawl. And that's abuse. I, oh yeah, it was complete verbal abuse. He was a psychotic human being. I mean, if anybody could like be unalive, that that would be one <laughs> of many. But. <laughs> maybe he's got that like weird guy internet pickup artist mentality where it's the more you put them down you ruin the self-esteem so they won't leave you there was a guy that did that with the chick for an extended time period and kept telling her she smelled and she kept washing and she finally, oh, she, lost, yeah, she yeah, she finally lost her temper and was like fuck you i just had a shower how a shower how do i smell how do i smell and she grabbed her stuff and was leaving he's like no my dad said always say that to a girl then she'll never leave you and she's like fuck you yeah, it was say say Peace to a woman out. every day and she'll always be clean. That's yep. what the advice he was given. Good Lord. Yep. Wow. No, it, uh, I work my butt off whether I'm exercising on the rower or doing free weights or yoga. I mean, it keeps me healthy. It keeps me sane. And I mean, endorphins make you happy, right? Legally blonde, happy mm-hmm. people don't kill their husbands. Yes. <laughs> Very, very, I like that. Very true. Very, very true. So, you know, for mental health alone, exercising is really, really important. And, you know, I have a friend of mine uh, who's one of my best friends and she's recently gone through some stuff and she feels like she's very overweight at the moment. And her doctor says for her heart's sake, she needs to start losing weight. And, you know, she she understands that and she knows and she recently found out that she has this really bad hormonal imbalance. And so no matter like she eats micro amounts of food. Right. And can't lose weight. So finally, now she's on this regime. She's going to start getting uh, some stuff to help balance out her hormones that should help with the weight loss. But, you know, sometimes it is like a medical issue that you just need to get diagnosed. But sometimes it's just you know, fucking going to fast food and going, oh, you know what? That tastes way better than a salad right now. So I'm making that choice. But and- that's that's most of the internet. If you talk to any of the chicks on this fat acceptance thing, they're like, um, 
Yeah, it's my hormones. I'm like, you're eating a fucking Big Mac. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a lot with attitude and, you know, a lot more with actually what you eat. I mean, I can't say I'm the healthiest person. I eat like half keto, half carbs, but I make a really, really bitchin' smoothie that has like every vegetable you can think of within a smoothie. I mean, it, it looks like vomit. I literally posted it on my Instagram the other day because people are like, oh, how do you stay so fit and healthy? I'm like, I blend up my salad and drink two giant <laughs> cups of smoothie. <laughs> I said, you all want to know, here it is. And it it does help. I mean, you need the vitamins and the nourishment and stuff like that. But you just aren't, I, I, I'm using this term lightly, like this, right? You yeah. don't just wake up in the morning and have the body that you dream about. I always knew that I wanted to be a thinner individual. I'm lucky that like part of that runs in my genes. But, you know, me as a kid, I looked up to Victoria's Secret models. And I know that's kind of a hot topic where people are like, oh my gosh, they're just made up. They're too thin. They're too that. Yeah, I don't believe in being too thin. However, I had an icon and I thought they were beautiful. And I still think they are. Some of the ads they're coming out with lately are a little odd. Yeah, I'm not, but- I'm not, I'm not cool with the new Victoria's Secret direction. Um, and I, I think that Victoria's Secret still needs to be something that people can aspire to not, oh, hey, guess what? You know what? My fast food habits, they'll get me on Victoria's Secret. And you're like, whoa, like there is a lot that heart health and physical health is really, really important. And I heard part of what you guys were saying, being obese is not good for your health. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your ability just to be able to go do things in general, I mean, if you have a hard time getting out of your car and walking to the grocery store without assistance, then you probably need to lose some weight. I think it's now I I think that's very generous of you. I'm far further, further back than that. If you are overweight, lose some weight because every pound that you're putting on over where you should be Mm -hmm. is, is the same as smoking. I mean, there's there's a whole movement in the U.S. don't smoke. Like I'm, I'm overweight. It's an emotional issue. I went to a counselor. My son died. I went through, I got physically sick. There were a whole bunch of things that went to it. Mm -hmm. It's a psychological problem. When I was anorexic, which is, uh, you know, I I did model for Victoria's Secret. I was not Mm -hmm. anorexic for them. (laughs) But when I was anorexic and bulimic to do the runway stuff, Mm -hmm. that was a psychological issue too. It doesn't matter which side of it you're on. Mm -hmm. It's sick. All um, you can think about is that George Carlin called it. He said that in the 90s, we were going to shame people for smoking. And when it came to the 2K, we we're going to have to shame people for uh, being too fat or you'll never get them to lose it. And here we are. We don't shame. And, and uh, here's the thing. Bowling is one thing. I just do think that if you are really you're so heavy, you have to have specialized medical equipment. Someone should have told you at some point to lose some weight. Exactly. You were coddled too much. You are allowed oh, to eat all you want too much. It's a bloody society now. Everyone's coddled. And even now, I'll say right now, if I didn't work out the amount that I do, I would not even just be fit. I would I wouldn't be healthy. I'm fit because I have to diet on top of the work I do for all the garbage I eat. I don't, you know, anyone out there, all these people talk all that's all they want, but they don't have to deal with my choices. They don't, these radio show people don't have to deal with the fact that I crave McDonald's every single day. Yes, I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. The only, difference is I, I, the only difference is I work six to eight hours a day. I work yeah. out that long. And yeah, I have to. That's your job. That's yeah, not normal. If I wasn't doing what I do, I would be morbidly obese and I'd be like, yeah, fat acceptance. No, I wouldn't be dating you. Oh, that's a good point. Never mind. No fat acceptance. <laughs> but that's it's it's fucked up. Like, I, I think there's a point. Most of your followers, a lot of your followers on Ellie Knows Rocks are little girls that look up to you. Mm-hmm. These young girls, a lot of them are getting less and less healthy generationally. Mm-hmm. And with what you do, it's not something you could physically do if you're out of shape. No, no. You- I, I would love to watch a person that is very overweight uh, try to keep up with me hiking up a hill. People that are fit have a hard time keeping up with me. So, no, if I was had a, a some kind of an eating disorder in the larger size of it, I couldn't do what I do. I mean, you have to have strength and agility. And, and with that, you know, you, you can't be overweight to do that. And I guess, sure, people are going to complain and say, oh, well, you're always out hiking around, so you are fit because of that. 
No, you you have to substitute certain things. So you can walk all day long. It doesn't mean you're fit. You mm-hmm. have to substitute and do a multiple or a multitude of different things in order to have the stamina that I need to go out and beat up a bunch of rocks, put them in a backpack and then hike down the hill and then hike my ass right back up the hill to do the same thing until the day is over with, if that's what I'm choosing to go do. I think people forget that we were once like hunters and now people couldn't chase down a chicken. Hey, you know, I walk around all day long. I may have a turkey leg in one hand and a drumstick in the other, but I'm walking all day. That doesn't count. (laughs) That doesn't count. But we, we used to be, we are no different than any other animal. And when you put an animal into captivity in the zoo, they get fat. We're just living in our own little habitats. And the reality is to be healthy. There's a part of us that needs to mimic biologically what we should be doing. Yeah, which means not everybody eats full meals every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. intermittent fasting is good for some people. Mm-hmm. and Or some days you eat smaller meals. Some days you eat larger meals. And, and also, you need to eat for your lifestyle. Like, if you're doing something really sedentary, maybe you only need to nibble on stuff. Like, just to keep your metabolism from completely shutting down, you don't need a huge, gigantic meal. It's people need to have that balance. Sure. I love my potato chips and my sour cream or my Doritos and my sour cream. They are a comfort food. And so is macaroni and cheese. I make the best macaroni and cheese in the world. And I've had multiple people tell me if I could eat it all day long, I would. Do I? Fuck no. I'd be as big as a house. But you you have to have that. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Restraint um, to... To not do that, you have to have the willpower to say, I'm going to have this portion and that's it. Because right now I'm not doing anything but editing a video in front of my computer. And, you know, you just I think that people love to forget that. They just think that, oh, this is fine. I can I have my fat jeans and that's my go to for the next month. And then I'll lose weight later. I'll, I'll exercise later. And sure, we all wake up, you know, on the wrong side of the bed sometimes going, oh, fuck, I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to do shit. I feel like crap. And you just, you have your down days. But I mean, honestly, if you exercise, you pick yourself right back up. And I have to remind myself that of too. Sometimes you get depressed and you don't want to go out and do things. But when you go out and you move around and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so great today. Why is that? And you're like, oh, that's why, damn it. I went for a run and then I did all these things around the yard. And then you actually move and it it does so many good things for people. And all you have to do is take little bitty steps to get there. You don't have to start huge with this big workout program or start going to the gym every single day. It's maybe walk a block or walk around your neighborhood or get on a bicycle for just a few minutes just to start those endorphins. And it changes your mind. And it's just one step at a time. That's actually a really good point. And that's a huge thing when it comes to anyone for weight loss. It's to not go balls to the wall day one. You need to steadily invest your time into eating a little bit healthier, going for a few more walks, eating a full salad as one meal, going to the gym once or twice a week. You have to build yourself up because anyone who does a dramatic jump from one way of living to another is no different than when you get into a crash diet. It is. You can't sustain it. I think it's. What's, what's the expression? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. If you're the size of an elephant, the only way to lose weight is one bite at a time. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's it. And I can say, I always had people say to me, you don't know what it's like. Well, I do now. I do know what it's like now. And I haven't changed my mind at all. <laughs> I still think it is entirely self-imposed. Um, but I do have the one bit of perception that I have now that I didn't or perspective that I have now that I didn't mm-hmm. is it is purely psychological. Yeah, it is yeah. purely psychological between being nonstop sick, miscarriage and a mosh dying. Um, I didn't give a damn whether I lived or died. Yeah, well, I can get that. And so that part is, I think, the one thing I didn't understand mm-hmm. about people that were overweight. And now that I do get some fucking therapy then. <laughs> Like, I think at, it's at, fixable. None of this isn't fixable. At the bottom line, too, you can just eat fewer calories. I don't not eat cake. The first diet I was ever on, I ate cereal in the morning. I ate French fries and chicken nuggets for lunch. And then at night I had a pat, one of those Lunchable packs and another bowl of cereal. But I don't it think came, I've ever eaten that much shit in one day in out, my life. But it came out to 1,700 calories. 
I had a small run midday and I went from 230 pounds to 198 pounds in two months. Jeez. I don't think I've ever eaten that much processed shit. Oh, yeah. It, one like, day it was in total. It was total garbage. But the point is, you can eat just about any food. Just don't eat a lot of it. Exactly. Sense. I think portion control in the US is really fun. Oh, we don't it's, have portion yes, control. Yes, absolutely. You can eat anything. But if you look at the size of meals people are having, like, I couldn't eat a fucking Big Mac. It might as well not even die. be on the back of a box. It's so fucking useless to people. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, say like when you go to restaurants, it's like I end up having leftovers for like a snack later that day and then lunch the next day because yep. it's a lot of food. And so, sure, if they're going to overcharge me for something, I might as well get a lot of food, right? And then I just mm -hmm. take part of it home. But you have to make the decision not to finish the plate and to take it home. What I used to do was uh, I'd always ask for a side plate and a to-go box whenever I ordered anything. And yeah. I'd put what I was going to eat on my side plate and I'd put the rest in the to-go box. Just mm -hmm. start as soon as I got it. Um, I think I think something you are an aspirational person. You are educated, you are physically fit, you are intelligent, you are kind. Um, and I can see why people follow you. But there is a backlash now against women who look like you. Mm -hmm. People do not like physically fit, attractive women the way they did five years ago. Oh yeah. And, and you hear about it, you get it. And I'm seeing it in, uh, you know, the the engagement that I get mm -hmm. with, uh, or I guess the lack thereof is, yes, my stuff, I would say, was blowing up, you know, um, especially for my modeling stuff, uh, like four years ago, right? Uh, people couldn't get enough of it. But then you start to back off because now there's all these other different movements and everybody is looking at people that are I'm, I'm not going to use the word like exquisite or you know like better than everybody else but you you hold yourself to a certain level to achieve goals right and that's what I've always done and so once I've achieved those goals yeah sure I want to show that off so when I have a flat stomach and a tight ass in a photo sure I want other people to see that because I worked really hard for that <laughs> It didn't just happen overnight. People don't understand, like, the, you know, like their blood, sweat and tears that go into that hard work. It's just like getting your education. You have to put your all into it in order to get like an actual result. And those results are achievable. You just have to have enough tenacity to do it. And with all of the movements of all the acceptance, sure, I am thrilled that people are accepting themselves the way they are. That I'm is not. amazing. <laughs> but I don't believe in obesity i think it's it hurts people and the more that people keep accepting it and handing out prizes for everyone you know oh you 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 have you got 14th place here's a prize you're like what the fuck are you doing it's first second third and a runner up that's how it continue that's how it should be but it's not and maybe that's just because of the way i grew up you know if i did something wrong and i didn't place in you know first mm -hmm. second or third i didn't get shit what did it yep. do it made me push harder to get to that next level but yeah now, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the uh everyone gets a fucking trophy now that's that's bullshit no it, it's completely stupid and i'm i'm sure you know bear can attest that <laughs> if he loses he loses he might get a pat on the back but no one's gonna give him anything now he gets black and blue if he loses he literally gets his ass kicked see yeah <laughs> there's I'm, no runner-up there's no extra trophy for him i'm in a great sport where you it's all or nothing consistently <laughs> you either win or you didn't there's nothing else there's no extra to it i can remember you uh, win or you bleed well you bleed either way you know it still sucks sometimes for the winner but i can i can remember doing a a track meet as a kid and i did the running long jump and seven of us seven of us placed i got fourth place but the the last Four of us just kind of got these little small medals and the first three got actual trophies. And even then, as an adult, I can think to myself, you know, they probably just shouldn't even have brought me up. There was only eight contestants. <laughs> I didn't need I didn't need to be up there for that. It wasn't like out of a hundred people. I think I think something we're forgetting as a society hmm. is so you guys know where the body positivity movement started, right? It was for paraplegics, uh, war veterans, people that had lost limbs, and it was all about loving your body the way it is. I thought it was a beautiful movement. Yeah, and that's amazing. It's it's incredible. It's for people to love the body that gets them around, and I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And there is a point where I'm like, okay, you're heavy, 
you know, life is harder for you. I think you should love your body and you should appreciate it. But if you love your body and you appreciate it, you do your damnedest to take care of it. Yeah. And now we have a whole generation of people who are saying, this is how I see me. So you have to see me that way. Europe, everyone in the world is two points uglier than they think they are. So if you think you're a seven, you're a five. Everyone is uglier than they think they are. You're just used to your face. So you think you're more attractive. Everyone. Exactly. So these people, so sitting there and looking at someone and going, oh, sweetie, you're beautiful. No, you're fucking not. You're going to die of a heart attack. I think what we're doing is kind of a dick move. We are encouraging people to kill themselves. I think there's a cheat code to what you just said, actually. You said everyone, you're always two points less than you think. I think I'm a 15, so clearly I'm a knockout. And anyone who is from the fat acceptance movement could just be thinking the same thing. There is no way you can look at your body as male-shaped. One of the things I know I said to you, and I know it's something I'm sure, you know, I've known Ellie for years. I look like a melted version of myself where I put on weight. My body is malformed. Hmm. It's not healthy. So what Um, are you doing about that? uh, Now I'm on breathing treatments. I'm on uh, medication. I am on Ozantic to help lose weight. And I am trying to move more. Good. And you're talking to somebody, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in therapy. Hell yes. Okay, because good. we know Just why I sure. put it on. It was a psychological issue. Um, and now, you know, and that's what it is. And I think people going through that, it's a psychological issue. And to treat it differently and to make it okay is kind of fucking with people. Because <laughs> you can objectively look at yourself, Ellie, and go, I'm a pretty woman. I work really hard for this body. I can look at myself when I was modeling. I worked out all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. It's just mm-hmm. what you do. But there's a point where when you get too skinny, you say people, okay, you're anorexic, you need therapy. There's something wrong, right? Right. Why don't we see it the other way? When oh, you yeah. look like you it- ate yourself, why do we not go, hey, whoa, like you need maybe some inpatient well, I counseling. Wonder if we didn't accidentally glorify it in the media, in TV, because you can go you back. You think people s- looked at Wally and went, "Holy shit!" No, that's no, no. What no I I'm be. saying go back as far as you want. You don't see reality shows about anorexic people. Yes, you do. They have that. Yes. I gotta look that up. I've never seen it, that. It just before. looks popular as the fat ones. But that's my point. It's not pushed. Fat people being well, I guess uh, that's kind of mean. Them but losing weight. I know it's about them losing weight, but it's also encouragement when people fail. There was a lady on the My Six Hundred Pound Life who refused to lose the weight, but wanted what she wanted from the doctor. The doctor told her no. She got all kinds of butthurt, angry, walked out of there. Amazingly walked out of there, but walked out of there. That's encouragement for a lot of young women to look at their doctors or look at the people in the same position and go, yeah, fuck that person. I don't need to lose weight. I can be who I want to be. Okay. Yeah. But but hear me out. Both of you, I'm like, hear me out. Yes, we should listen to experts. I'm not going to argue with Ellie. She's an actual scientist. I'll lose. I'm not going to argue with you about <laughs> fighting. You're a fighter. I'll lose. I'll argue with Ellie about fighting. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. That's, That's great. That's where the line is. But you guys went to school for that. Uh, I think there's I a point not go to where we fighting. do not respect expertise anymore. No, but you studied for 20 years. <laughs> this is one, just one minute. It's just funny. But you went to school for, for nutrition. For yeah, yeah, I had to. So, but, so you went to school for this. There is a point that we as a country do not respect study, intelligence, or expertise anymore. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who are armchair therapists. There are so many people who are armchair geologists. So many people mm-hmm. that are armchair fighters going, I know this because I've done this. It's not fucking true. Okay, but flat I mean, earth is real, right? You, no, flat earth is real. <laughs> Ellie, how often do you hear people come on as experts and talk about what you know? I get it a lot in comments or I'll even watch people that are YouTubers that are, you know, bigger YouTubers. Sure. They might have read a book or two about geology a little bit, but then you listen to them talk and you're like, oh my gosh, are you serious? (laughs) And the things that they're saying could make sense in a really stretched reality, but I get it all the time. You know, people tell me I don't know what I'm talking about or they have zero respect. Oh, you went to college, you know, that's really old. I studied here and and whatnot i'm like you studied where oh well you know i went outside and i did it and i was like what the fuck do you think that i'm doing sitting on my ass because i not only got my degree i'm out there using it but people want to argue with me all day long that i don't know what i'm talking about and that they do 
because they've sat behind a computer and read. And I'm not saying you can't read at a computer and learn something, but to get your degree in it is a completely different story than you reading a book and thinking that you're an expert in it. Hey, I mean, I've had, you know, 12 years of being a professional geologist. I'm really good at what I do, but people love to tell me, oh no, that was a tree and it was cut down by aliens. There's nowhere where rocks look like that. And I'm just thinking, oh, good Lord. And I have to defend all the time different like geologic aspects where people are like, oh, no, it's it was proven. You know, there's this theory. And I was like, yeah, it's called a conspiracy theory, not a scientific theory. Two completely different things. Mine is actually provable. Yours is made up in your own head. But they you still know- want to argue with it. But this goes in the category of, you know, like dinosaur bones. Why did people put them there? So they could test people's faith in God. <laughs> I've never heard, heard that before. I did. I heard that the other day when we said we were having Ellie on. That was one of the things oh, that that's people excellent. said to me. Ask her why, geolo- why people planted the dinosaur bones to make people doubt God. I was like, I absolutely will. <laughs> I planted that. Yeah. I still plant dinosaur bones. It's it's a family tradition. I'll pass down to our children. Why? Yeah, but the thing is, you're not supposed to tell people that you do it, okay? It's supposed to be a surprise. Ellie, I went to the University of Google and had my diploma handed to me specifically by Counselor Photoshop. Don't judge me. I, yeah. I have to I have to know this, and it's very, very important. Um, Ellie, why were the dinosaur bones planted, and how can we prove they were planted? I'm supposed to ask you that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so for starters... In the multitude of events that happened <laughs> to bury the dinosaurs right where they stood, I can guarantee you that nobody planted dinosaur <laughs> bones in solid fucking rock because I've been there. I went to the Morris Museum in Colorado and chipped out rock to look for dinosaur bones. And then I went and touched them in the wall. And no, they weren't concreted in there, people. We didn't go shotcrete it and go, okay, guess what? I'm gonna put this here so that people don't don't believe that this actually happened and whatever it reaffirms their faith. I don't know what people are thinking, but, and I'm not saying don't believe in God. I believe there is a God, uh, but I do very much believe in science. And yes, there were dinosaurs and yes, they all died in multiple different events and got buried and then solidified in rock and if people don't believe that they really that that google degree is really not doing them any good and they might need to go back and read another book that disagrees (laughs) with the first one that they read go watch another buzz yeah video it's uh, now i'm going to ask you this what do you think is going to wipe out humanity Uh, ourselves you think so yeah What, what, what was the old expression it was uh I don't know what World War Three will be fought with, but I know World War Four World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Yeah, I mean, if uh, right now, honestly, I know that there's a lot of um, water sh- shortage everywhere, like with mm-hmm. uh, Lake Mead, you know, drying up right here. Yeah, and what a lot of people overlook is the fact that things get that get buried underwater for so long, they stay cold at a certain point way down there, right? So it allows different bacteria to have time to form and it allows things to mutate and evolve in that sort of petri dish as so to speak deep down now when things start to dry up and that dust starts getting into the atmosphere we don't know what kind of bacteria or virus has been in that dirt that is now getting into the atmosphere because of those different lake beds drying up it may take you know, decades before something happens, but a lot of that happens. And so, you know, there's, if we get too much dust in our atmosphere, that's where we create almost a, you know, quotation marks, nuclear winter is so to speak, because you don't allow the UV rays to actually kill what needs to be killed on the ground as far as bacteria and virus, because there's that layer of dust in our air. And so with more of that happening, if we don't conserve water or, you know, figure that shit out sooner than later there are things like that that could potentially help to wipe us out or thin out society but it's only a matter of time and it's just theories right well, but there ellie you said thin that's really fat but yeah <laughs> with the, there is actually a lake in california you and i have been there mm-hmm. where that that is already doing that and people are violently ill is wait, which one's that one uh the one we went up to with all the fish bones 
Oh, the, oh, the salt, salt and sea. sea. Yeah, yeah they're, salt and sea. it's so bad out there, actually, that they are going to release water once again to help fill it up because of how sick people are getting. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's, it, it's not awful. a it's things that we're seeing in our lifetime for sure. And that we'll continue to see, but it's like what you're, so you're going to move water from one place to the next place. So what are you going to uncover there? You know what I mean? There's an entire the worst part town is, down it's, there. And he's way. saying, um, yes, both are man-made lakes. lakes. Yeah. It's, it's man-made lakes. That's yep. the worst part. Oy. I think what's so sad about it when we look at it is by discounting science, it's, it's always people from the lowest socioeconomic brackets. It's undereducated people that mm-hmm. end up discounting science and they're the ones that get screwed. Yeah. Like, yes. I, I, you know, it, it happened with abortion. If, mm-hmm. you know, I get pregnant, I can travel states and get an abortion and fuck you, I will. Yeah. But like, but if you can't afford it, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? That's it. It's the same with this. I don't have to live by the salt and sea because I don't fucking want to. Yeah, that's right. Although I would love to low-key, like, get some property over there because there's really cool, like, geology aspects on the other side of it. (laughs) Complete side note, not that I want to live there permanently, but I would love to own a chunk of land. (laughs) I remember seeing swimming (laughs) in the Salton Sea when we went down there. I thought that was absolutely insane. That's asinine. That is is completely retarded for that person to do. (laughs) They're on a whole nother level of just don't the the Darwin Awards, they need to they need to that, keep those going. Yeah. Do you think there's a point that now that we're cutting back on education in the United States, mm-hmm. they're not getting the same education they say you do in Australia? In Australia, we get taught science. In America, they teach kids about science. Yeah. Uh, and now they're not even doing that. Do you think that there are going to be many children, not just women, but children now coming up? in the STEM, in, in the sciences as there were 10, 15, 20 years ago. No, you're going to have like a massive gap, uh, you know, just like uh, I would use, you know, the, the baby boomers as the the gap in employment as to everybody held on to their jobs so long that it didn't allow a new workforce to get into their job, right? And so you had to wait and wait and wait till someone absolutely retired because they didn't have a good retirement. And I can snowball on that and get on a soapbox. But, you know, in that term, people are going to do the same thing with education. If you don't start showing how interesting science is and how great it can be, there's going to be a huge gap between scientists before they realize, oh, shit, look what we did. I guess we better bring this back into schools. But by that time, that gap's going to be so huge that teaching people or reteaching people to appreciate science is going to take us a while and you can see it between people already trying to ignore scientific theory or thinking that that form doesn't work or the only thing that they're going to do is sit on their butt and pray to god that there's going to be a cure well you know what god helps those who help themselves and you can pray for wisdom and help but you also need to go out there and help yourself find something maybe it's through wisdom maybe it's through something else but you can't just sit there because it's not going to magically appear manifestation only works so far you have to physically go do, do something it, yeah or it's not going to help you and and i think that with science that's we're headed in that direction and it's scary to see because more kids the younger generation of like you know 13 to like 15 year olds want to get up there and shake their ass in front of a camera on tiktok instead of actually learn something that helps mm-hmm. them they want to lip sync to the newest song than actually sit down and go, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, a, a, a great learning tool or, you know, even even reading a good book or, you know, not even a scientific book. Those can be very dry. You have to have a want to. But we're oh, it, it frustrates me so bad. It just it it makes my hair stand up because we're we're educating kids in what form taking things out. They get to learn about that there is something called science, but they have no idea what it is. I think it's it's interesting. They say the largest growing field in the United States is going to be elder care because of the baby boomers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. very few children want to go into the sciences. And then I've heard children say, what's that have to do with science? <laughs> um, most schools, most schools, uh, they're saying that children do not want to study medicine. Mm-hmm. They do not want to study the sciences, and they don't want to be teachers. Yeah, it's too blame difficult. Them. Yep. Well, it's it's there's, not there's no teachers. Path. There's not enough. Yeah, there's not enough money to, to be a teacher. Like, 
It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it's not instant grat it's not instant gratification. You mm -hmm. have to go work for it. A degree takes a long time to get. It's not overnight. Well, they're also not painting a path for these kids. Yes. Because you hear a lot, how do I do that? And dealing with the school system here, they've been very, very good. But every mm -hmm. single year I've had to go in and make sure um, that the classes for my daughter are pointed in the direction she wants to go. Yeah. Because in general, they're like, hey, you know, what do you want to do for a living? That's great. Well, do you want to take art? There's room in that class. <laughs> I'm like, no, she needs to take biology. She wants to go into the medical field, which I couldn't do, but cool. Um, it's just not handled the way it needs to be. And then. And then they're not even keeping teachers on for these for these classes, even if there are in, if there's interest, if there's not enough interest to balance out the, the pay or enough to create a good test score for the school, they exactly they'll shut down the class. Yep. So I'm going to say this: we have about three minutes left of the show. If you want to learn something, if you want to come out smarter than you went in, follow Ellie knows rocks. If you just want to look at someone hot, follow Ellie Ringo. I'm just saying. <laughs> But Thank if you, you want to learn something to the kids, this is an 18 and over show. So most of our listeners are under 18. Uh, <laughs> make sure you are following Ellie from Ellie Knows Rocks. Ellie, we have about two minutes left. Do you want to give a shout out to everyone? Yeah, I just, I reached over 10,000 followers now on my YouTube. And I am Ooh. so, so grateful to everybody. So and I couldn't do it without just my, you know, people that are subscribing and want to see what I'm going to do. And for that fan base, they have no idea how grateful I am. And it's, you know, it's heartwarming. And I love it that I can teach geology and rock hounding and adventures to people because you do need to get outside. You need fresh air. Go run around the block. Literally, it takes one step. That's it. And that's how it starts. And, and that's for everything in life. And if people can just start small, it'll grow into something big. And so always believe in yourself and thank you all so much for those of you that have been following me. I, I'm going to say this. Um, it looks like TikTok's going to get like blown out of the water anyway. So just keep directing people to your YouTube. It pays the most. Yeah. Like stick to YouTube. Just be like, hi, thank you for watching TikTok. Follow me on YouTube. <laughs> That's the whole video. <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for following Ellie Knows Rocks, Ellie Ringo, and of course, Bear Fiorda. And a quick shout out to Maravilla, hair salon in Cathedral City, California. Thank you for making Charlie look awesome. And thank you to KMX Stens and Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. KMX Stens does all my wigs and Tiny Bubbles does my hair. So I look red carpet ready. If you want a ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, tell me what your favorite Ellie Knows Rocks video is. Tweet us. And you can win that. So first person to tell me what your favorite video is. If I like it, if you pick a video I don't like, which is really hard because I like all of Ellie's videos, uh, you can win a free ride. Ellie, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for joining in on this conversation. I know it was really controversial. Um, but I thought, you were the, me. I thought you were the perfect person to have this with. I'm like, she's gorgeous and just a scientist. She's getting dragged <laughs> into shit she doesn't want. That's okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with any topic. Excellent. Guys, thank you for joining us. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.